Welcome to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast, where we've flipped the script with our groundbreaking modus operandi to bring you real, relevant, and relatable tactics and techniques to master your own play to win mindset. Talk about a superpower. It's time to iron your cape. What we know for sure is what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And finally, hang on, because this one is really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense. Welcome to The Edge, where playing not to lose is not an option. Hey, Karen, how fun was that? It was absolutely amazing. I love it. So uh, to bring you all up to speed, the other day, Karen and I did a a uh, 90 minute interactive workshop with um, the SHRM, which stands for Society for Human Resource Management, New Jersey chapter. It was their annual meeting and it was interesting. It was a blast. It was insightful and it was all based around strengths. So I will say this, let me just tell people a little bit about Sherman and, and what it stands for. And well, I already said what it stands for, but the, the mission is to empower people in workplaces by advancing HR practices and maximizing human potential. And that is something that Karen and I believe everything about. Oh, yeah. So uh, why don't you give a little highlight and a setup care of the event in terms of what it was that we were trying to illustrate and show and help these amazing HR professionals understand. So, you know, what was great, Jen. It's, you know, so often people focus on the things that they're not very good at. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I make this better? How do I make that better? And And there's a lot of attention that's actually brought to weaknesses. And that's when that, you know, you get that internal chatter in your head about, oh my gosh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. But what we decided to do was when we were planning this this workshop for SHRM, we decided to really focus on strengths. And when you focus on strengths, like it's the things that you're good at. It's the things that come natural to you. It's the things that are like the no-brainers. And we we kicked it off with doing this real quick exercise. And if you'd like to do it right now, please feel free. If you're driving, probably not a great idea. If you're on a treadmill, I probably wouldn't do it there either. But what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to just grab a pen or a pencil and put that pen or pencil in your dominant hand. Now, put it in your other hand. And what I want you to do is I want you to sign your name. And now everybody's sitting there and they're going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? But do it. Yep. So basically it's, so I'm a righty. So in my left hand, I'm actually signing my name. Right. In your non-dominant hand. So now that, now that you did that, what I want you to do is I want you to put it in your other hand. So put it in your dominant hand and I want you to sign your name. Now, if you think about the difference that just occurred there, think of all the thoughts that went into that first one, right? You're thinking about it, how to hold a pen, feels goofy. You're not going to be able to write, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. 
and you put it in your other hand and it was effortless. You don't think about it. That, my friends, is your strengths. Your strengths are the things that come natural and you don't even think about them. It's just like it's just how you wake up in the morning. And it's interesting because our strengths also come so naturally to us. We may not even identify them as a strength. We kind of shake them off a little bit and just say, well, anybody can do that. Or that's super easy. Or that's a no brainer. Well, it is because it is that natural and how it is that you show up. So the interesting thing that Sherm did is they um, used the Clifton Strengths book. What's the name of the book, Karen? That uh, they gave everybody a copy of Strengths Based Leadership, perhaps. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and it comes with the code so you could take the assessment. I love it. So all sixty-seven people who attended the event took uh, the assessment by using, got the book, took the code, and they were given a summary of their top five strengths. It's amazing, right? So for under $20, you can find out what your strengths are, plus have the book to go with it. The fun thing that Karen and I did, though, was we asked people to, you know, we did a whole thing, but we're only going to laser in on one particular aspect of it. But through the whole thing, uh, everybody had a situation that they were working towards, that they wanted a different result on, that it could be draining their energy, it could be a goal that doesn't have momentum behind it, it could be many different things, but at the end of it, one situation where the result isn't exactly what they want it to be. And and one part of the exercise, what we did, is we had them look at their strengths and read through the description of it so they could highlight the key characteristics, key words, key phrases that could help them navigate and move through it. And it was super insightful because what it does is it gives you the ability to see what you're naturally good at and think about how does it apply to a particular situation and how can I turn that into action steps to be able to help me? The fun part about it too is that you know, when you think about your strengths and, you know, Jen and I are not getting a commission from Gallup at all um, <laughs> as, as we discuss this. But the the part of it that's really cool is, you know, being able to even just see in your top five. I mean, we we love to use all 34 strengths, but even to see in your top five, what's the strength that I have that comes so natural to me? That's going to help me in this situation. And I think that that's a big key here, Jen, is what's going to help me in this situation. So, for example, my my top five strengths are command, self-assurance, adaptability, relator and activator. Right. So when you think of those, like for me, you know, if I'm dealing with a situation where, you know, I, I need to connect with people and, you know, build, you know, kind of like, um, you know, I don't know, build something with somebody to, you know, brainstorm, whatever things along that line. I'm going to use probably my relator. I'll probably throw some adaptability in there. My guess is I'm not going to lead with command. Uh, so it's really understanding what's going to be the best strength that you have in the situation that you're in. And again, it could be for when things are going sideways, or it could be when, hey, you're hitting things out of the park. How do you even want to use this to build things up for you even more? 
So it, and it's so applicable because it gives you the ability to do problem solving from a different angle. So my top five strengths are strategic, activator, relator, maximizer, and futuristic. So if I have a situation that I'm looking at, like, I want a different result. Uh, This isn't working for me. Um, It's not panning out. Uh, I'm not sure how to solve the problem. I don't have the momentum I need, whatever. I can take a look. So I I did that um, and pulled out a few things. So if I look at futuristic, And I pulled out and I just read the one paragraph, so helpful, right? Being able to pull out the things about futuristic that I am naturally talented in is being able to really focus on what's possible, having a compelling vision. Um, I find my inspiration from the future. I focus on what's next versus what just happened. I can raise a vision and I can create hope, right? So that sounds exciting and it's totally true. So if I'm in stuck in a rut around something, I can actually say, okay, so what's next? How can I draw inspiration from the possibilities of the future? What do I have to hold in my mind's eye about what it is that I want to create? What do I still have hope in even if I don't have the solution? Those are great ways then to be able to take a look at what is futuristic for me? How do I overlay that on top of something to get the momentum that I need? It's powerful. It really is, Jen. I think what other one other thing that I'd just like to say before we kind of start to wrap things up is that I think it's really important for you to understand the strengths of the people that you're working close with. You know, because initially for you and I, you know, putting together ideas, um, we had some challenges in the beginning until we really realized how the other one worked. Right. So you're that strategic, you know, you're the that. Yeah, and, and granted, too, guys, we do both have activator and relator in our top five. But the strategy piece, like for me, strategy doesn't show up in my strengths until, I don't know, like number 30 or something. It's really bad. So for me, that's like for me to be strategic, it's like writing with my non-dominant hand all the time. It takes a lot of thinking. It takes a lot of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And until we figured out ways to make the two of us, like Jen could be like hitting it out of the park with her strengths of strategic. And I could be like, okay, great. Once we have that idea, how do we pull in the strengths that I have? Um, Because like I said, for me, being strategic is like, oh my gosh, this is, this is, this takes a lot of brain power here. So the big question is, do you know your own strengths and do you know the strengths of the team and do you know how to maximize those? Um, It's fun because Karen got certified in Clifton Strengths and we do we do this work with teams all ac- all across the land. <laughs> that always sounds so so vast, so big, and across the land. But we do. We work with teams to be able to understand 
Where are they? There's four main themes that come up. Are they representing all those categories? How do they understand what strengths to use on what types of projects? How is it that they work together? And how do how do teams stop focusing on what's not working and look at what works naturally to be able to get the results that they need? Super powerful. So on that note, Karen, please Let's use your please use your command strength to exit us from this episode. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast. Craving more? Of course you are. Check out our website at kickstartyouredge.com where we fire you up, fan the flames of your competitive edge culture, and ignite your tenacious pursuit of an all-out play-to-win mindset.